0: Welcome to SBCA's Lumber Connection podcast, where we discuss today's market and explore tomorrow's trends. Here's our host, Molly
1: Butts. Hello and welcome to another episode of Lumber Connection. It is the week of December 6th and goodness how it is literally December already. I have no idea. But today, as always, I have with me my cheerful and spirited experts, Ken Timmons and Justin Binning. Welcome back to the Holiday Studio, gentlemen.
2: Hey there, Mona. Hello.
1: (laughs) I expected a little more cheerful and spiritedness, guys.
0: Sorry, I haven't had my eggnog yet.
1: (laughs) Oh, all right. Well, you know, Starbucks did take the eggnog latte out of their lineup, so you're kind of... Oh, did they? um, I just read that today. All right. Well, I will reiterate that I have no idea how it manages to be December already. We are three weeks out from the end of the year, and I do have a couple of sort of specific questions for you later in the recording. But let's kick it off with what happened to the market since we've been away.
0: Yeah, those are like you know, like bombs and and explosions. Yeah, I mean, if you if you hung with us uh, last week. And you got that. Not actually, really, not a ton of change in the market. Um, if you missed last week, and you're just catching on with us today, red hot and rolling uh, kind of sums up the the lumber market right now. It's a uh, it's on a tear, an upward tear. It feels like well, we started the, the year over again, but we're finishing the year. So the way the kind of the year was was starting is is uh, the way it's finishing, um, which is insanity with a big dash of uncertainty, I guess. And uncertainty in the sense that how long is this going to last and how high the number is going to go. You know, I'm seeing products now out of certain uh, geographical regions, uh, primarily in spruce, I guess actually both really east and west. Pine really started to catch hold, at least from a print perspective this past week, uh, with double digit gains throughout all all zones on, on all products. It's really just kind of a Fiber grab right now. I, I would say it's both a uh, need and fear driven. There's a uh, there's been an under underlying need. I think the market was underbought for some time, and folks seeing that uh, with with the projection of pricing and and um, business that they've got here for the first quarter, they're starting to cover some of those um, those needs, those upcoming needs, are getting purchased. So. Anyways, it it really just feels like we're in another situation with overwhelming demand coming into the first quarter with underwhelming supply, really bottom line. So a lot of logistical things that we're we're still facing from the truck that hasn't changed. I know we've harped on that for week after week after week. And um, unfortunately, I don't have any new news that uh, all of a sudden there's uh, hundreds of thousands of new uh, drivers and, and trailers available at this point. Yeah, supply chain issues still still remain out of Western Canada. The big big headline here has been over the last thirty plus days is um, the amount of water that's been coming out of the sky and dumping over Western Canada and really the Great Northwest as well. Still, <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, I don't know if the sun's going to come out here today. I've been hunkered down here and uh, it's just raining and dark. But yeah, so it, um, you know the 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 issues that we've got up there, the the repairs that need to be done. That's um, it's gonna get finished at some point, and I I, I guess I'm I'm a pessimist uh, in one way, in the sense where they say, oh, who knows? It could take you know 60, 90 days. I always feel like it might be done quicker. So you know, sometime in the in the very new year, they, I would assume that they get those those uh, rail lines fixed and resume shipments as normal out of Canada. But um, yeah, market's red hot right now and Kenny. Same stuff out of the West pretty much, isn't it?
2: Yeah, I mean extremely well said. Out of the West dug for him for white fur, any of those species, Western Canada, Northwest it's following the same, the same suit. I'm going to kick it off with my food analogy this week. and It's not even the food, it's just the temperature. It's medium rare because it feels like the temperature's heating up but with the way the fundamentals are, we really have not hit that hot spot in the market right? It is just like Justin said, it is emotional. It's both fear and need driven. That's absolutely true. There's just so little supply out there. And uh, it it doesn't seem like there's a bad market in the U S you know, everywhere you go, you're hearing of little towns outside of little towns that are blowing up like weeds overnight. Right. Cause every 20 to 35 year old is looking for their first time single family home, or now they have a kid or two and they need another home with two more rooms or Whatever it might be, the emphasis on the home is not slowing. Down. Everyone's selling it. From from what I hear from component manufacturers across the country, they could double their business if they had the labor, but that's not going to change. Mm-hmm. The, and really, it's just the fundamentals. Labor is going to be an issue. Transportation will be an issue. Again, I agree with Justin. Hopefully, some rail reprieve here in Q1, but trucking will be tough. Ocean freight is going to be tough. I mean, talking about import products from uh, the Pacific Ocean. It's going to be difficult. You know, we do quite a bit on the Atlantic with European spruce across the Eastern Sea border, but uh, ocean freight's going through the roof. The duty in Canada, that's not changing next week. That's in place. So, I mean, kind of the day of reckoning out of Western Canada, it seems like it's really getting hit from a lot of directions here between fiber basket and weather and logistics and duties. And I mean, that moment we've been talking about for 18 months on this podcast, there's a big, big switch happening out of that region but all hovering
0: around that one and a half million housing starts too correct you know i mean like that's kind of the correct has been
2: kind of the Yes, of and it. if that turned up I you mean, think about that if we went up to two million housing starts i mean astronomical pressure on the demand side of the equation um, but i don't think we're just sort of saying no that. no no i don't no, no, that. Fore- forecast that but no. i mean i also don't see it going down to one million Either. No right. No, I think the, uh, most economists,
0: I mean, and, and everyone that, that looks at this from from every kind of angle is is saying that the first six months, at least, you know, this year, fundamentally look great. Rawdoling and and the needs there, and you know, to your point, you know, the, the structure for it is is relatively in line outside of some COVID
2: stuff that you can't control right. or labor. Well, and I just think too. I mean, the, the next ninety days are very clear from my desk the 90 days after that i'm not taking bets on yet. well and i joke right and i i don't you might do the same
0: thing but I, in 90 days i feel like from my desk is kind of a it's even very aggressive but yeah. maybe yeah I, I don't like more than 60 and i say anybody that's saying past that is you know
2: no i think 60 is a no-brainer 90s <clears throat> 90s smart yeah. You go one twenty and you know well, yeah, we gotta start picking up more, I just, more less reckless hobbies. I guess know? I just feel like in this trade now with the
0: volatility the way it is and the price gains and the and the, the emotion that's involved into the lumber trade, I just I don't know. That's like crazy. You, you 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 yeah, sixty crazy. days is like you, you can have a pretty good idea yeah. uh, you know, what's gonna happen there and,
2: and then I think yeah. Well it's, it's funny if you go back to our podcast sixty days ago from now I remember saying, hey, anyone who sells on a contract, cover the end of the year, right? And look where we are on December 6th. The market's crazy. The guys who just bought out those three months and sat back, I mean, they got a big smile on their face with a bunch of orders that starts with four or five hundred, right? They're having a great time. So... I feel similarly about the next yeah. 60
0: 90 days. And now you're back into that boat, right? Well, those same guys are now back at the well. But they're well, re-upping. Right? Yeah,
2: they're, right. they're done with that. They need more. And they're doing their next 60, 90 days because yeah. we feel the same way. you know. Right. There's yeah. uh, even, even the classic naysayers of the market are not naysaying right now. And Justin and I were talking right before we hopped on this recording. It is interesting. There's some wood popping up. I mean, there's just in general from a macro perspective, there's not a lot of trading activity going on in the sense of sheer numbers of trades. Last week, we had high, high volumes of trades every day. This week, it's very liquid and anything we have is very tradable. but there's not as much wood around. Now, mills today are offering out some wood, interesting volumes, not huge swaths, but more wood than you would have thought at the end of last week. But the price tags are insane. I mean, they seemed astronomically high. So it'll be interesting to see if those kind of high price tags are liquid in the marketplace and guys buy them, or if we have a little digestion period. I don't think the digestion happens yet. If we went back to the steak analogy, medium rare, we got to be well done before digestion happens. I'm not making any calls on the second steak out of the kitchen, that first steak. We got more cooking to do. Well, pers- I'm a medium rare guy. Let's just establish.
1: Right, this, right. I don't want to lose credibility
2: with our followers. I'm a medium rare, blue cheese, crumble stuffed, aqua, all over that thing. But if, in think terms you're of the, the market, blue market blue I know. Guy. I'm getting sweaty just talking about it. Um, <laughs> but in terms of the market, I think there's further, there's more temperature coming our way.
1: So interestingly, I think I read just today maybe that there was more lumber available than maybe people were expecting. So it was interesting to hear you reiterate that a, like a little bit. But I want to go back to, you guys both touched on a couple of things that were in my list of things to talk about. So I'd like to have a little more detail or a little more discussion around them. The first of which is the flooding. I mean, when we talked a couple of weeks ago, you know, at the time you guys both had concerns that there was going to be fallout and it sounds like there still is today. What To what degree? I mean, you you both kind of Rolled over that, but like to what degree? You know, how serious is that and how big of an impact is that having on overall total production?
0: Well, uh, obviously, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't necessarily, the rain has an effect, at least out of Western Canada, the production. I mean, it,
1: or but maybe shipping is that a better like it's not necessarily they aren't producing.
0: Well, certainly, yeah, absolutely, shipping. Right, I mean that you had landslides and you know major uh, sections of of uh, CN rail lines that are washed away, and and so those are being repaired. But but it does ultimately connect, obviously, to production. Now the mill can still run as they normally would, but because they cannot ship the way they need to, I know there was an announcement out of Western Canada out of a major mill with. Citing a, up to a thirty percent reduced production from their sawmills because of the shipping issues, right? So they can't yeah, just keep
1: making and making and making and making. Yeah, they got a lot of room, but it's not an indefinite, you know, spot. There's a finite amount of storage space at some point.
0: And that's that's a great. I mean, it's a great point because it's it's certainly like you know the question is it's like, well, what happens when the rail lines fix and the you know they've got a wall of wood that's going to ship? Yeah. There's some wood that's, that's going to enter the marketplace without a doubt, and I think there will there will be some more um, you know quote unquote extra wood. How much that, that affects the, the underlying need that's, that is, is here right now, it's tough to say, and, and I don't have all the answers, Ken might, but I, I guess I, again, I was saying that from based on the, the reduction in shipments, they're trying to line that up with a, with a, a match in regards to reduced production as well.
1: Sure. So you're saying, all right, we're going to make the lumber, and but we can't get it out. Does that affect incoming, the logs coming into the plant too?
0: Certainly. Yeah. Um, but I haven't heard anything. I don't think that that's been a, been a factor. I think the log decks are, are suffice out of the West. That hasn't been a topic of conversation. And so ultimately, I think that from a log deck standpoint out of the West, there's, there's not an issue there.
1: Okay. Well, that gives us a better sense for that. And then the other thing that you guys touched on, actually, Ken, I think it was you more so than JB, is the the lumber tariffs. And that's something that we've, you know, we knew was coming. I was just jogging my own memory that, you know, in May there was sort of this threat of, of you know, the Biden administration following through on some of this. And then they did some reevaluation this summer and came through with a slightly lower proposed tariff that has gone into effect now. And this, of course, happened right after we recorded last time. So we missed it by literally a day, I think. But that seems like it could have a pretty big effect overall, or maybe already is, or I don't know. I'd I'd really like some more perspective on that from you guys.
2: Well, it's interesting. The duties and tariffs of Canada, it's nothing new, right? I mean, every president for the last 15 of them, you know, I can say confidently have been involved in these. It is interesting, uh, and I don't have a wealth of knowledge on this, it is interesting how the tariffs are assessed, evaluated, and applied. It's not the same for all sawmills. Depending mill to mill, based on their findings of marketplace activity, get assessed different tariffs.
1: Right, it's like an average, basically, yeah.
2: Yeah, but I mean, I want to say, I think one mill I saw was as high as almost 30%, while other mills were as low as 8 or 9%. You know, so there's there is a range there and I'm specifically not using mill names or stats because I don't want to get this incorrect. But the effect it has on the marketplace, like we were talking about earlier, it's emotional. It's a lumber grab. It's a a futures market stimulator that spurs a cash frenzy. Right? It's just the news of wood getting more expensive. You know, if, if we were sitting in the cafeteria looking for a place to have lunch, and we knew all the food was getting more expensive at 3 p.m. because it's no longer lunch, we'd find a line and get some food. That's what everyone's doing, right? They know the price is going up with the info and they're just scattering to grab it. The thing is, though, we've had a few of these scenarios, duties, rainfall, mill closures, whatever it is, pile on after one after another. And there hasn't really been in the last three weeks any reprieve from that momentum. And it looks like that momentum, the trend is going to continue. I don't see any kind of um, pitches and goes or, or breathing moments, at least through the end of December or January. End of January is a little harder to call, obviously. December's shot. I don't have a ton to add to that. I mean, it's,
0: it's certainly a factor. It, it adds up into the, you know, the hot, you know, tornado that the lumber market you know, seems to be on uh, an even day.
1: So, yeah, I need to figure out some new ways to say this, but this feels like another one of those perfect storm moments. You guys are talking about transportation issues. Obviously, we've been talking about that since we came back online in, what, February? And, you know, these atmospheric rivers that we were talking about last time are intense. I was reading there's more weather coming, whether or not it's that volatile uh, remains to be seen. They're saying probably not, but any more wetness up there in that area where the flooding's been happening and the, you know, real repairs need to happen is a problem. COVID obviously continues to be a problem, especially with a new variant on the loose coming in from both coasts, you know, and now the tariffs too. So. It sounds like there's some, I don't want to say looking forward, but I mean, I don't mean looking forward in a positive way. It doesn't mean like what, you know, what, as we kind of begin to wind down this afternoon, should component manufacturers be looking to and planning for in the weeks ahead? I mean, I heard 60 days, 90 days, but let's hone in on that just a little more.
0: You touched on a lot of things, obviously, that we, we speak about, but there's so many of these things have been just underlying things that have been there. And we're just, we're, we're living in an environment right now that is so volatile so that like any extra thing just puts that much more, it's just amplified. Um, and, and then everything else is amplified. So when we look at, you know, the, the do-it-yourself trade, the over-the-shoulder trade is, is improving. Uh, and again, forecasts for the first half of the year look very, very good. The repair and remodel sector, single family, multifamily, very strong. And so we're just, we're kind of battling all the elements Right of this this quote unquote perfect storm, but the the storm is is it's all it's been around us. It's just things get extra things get thrown in, and and then it just creates these this this herd mentality with the market. And it's like when the herd's running, it's like get you know you got you're like you're with the herd, and then when it stops, you know the herd it goes the other way, and and when it moves this volatility up, it, it, it will certainly do it on the way down. Uh, when that happens, I don't know exactly and at what price level I don't know exactly, of course. But that's the day and age that we're living in right yeah. now. And I know yeah. I've touched on this, you know, even yeah. when prices had, had come back to more reasonable levels that it's like we're not we're not out of the woods here, you know. Expect volatility, extreme volatility. You know, my final two cents is it's always kind of the same thing. It's it's you know, expect the unexpected, don't be surprised or or shocked when uh, you know, if you pass up on an offer or a deal and you hum him and hum on it, um, to come back the next day or even an hour later and it's gone. And the next thing you can find costs you an extra hundred dollars, $1, a thousand, you've got to be decisive at this, at this time with your decision making. And I ultimately think at the end of the day, like I, I've said on, in almost probably every other podcast, it's, you know, make sure you're, you've got somebody in your corner that that's, giving you the real information and timely information and accurate information so that you can make the best buying decisions that you can for your business and stay, you've got to stay extra close to those people, you know, the ones that were with you through the thick and the thin and the good and the bad, you know, that's, that makes the difference. I know it certainly does with my customer base and being able to supply them with the information and, and earning the trust over the years of business relationships that, that I can, um, you know, advise and consult, you know, my, my customers uh, on what I think is the most advantageous for their business over whatever period of time that is. So anyways, I guess that would be it for me. Just, um, hang in there, keep fighting
2: the good fight. And, uh, you know, yeah. Uh, the last thing I'd just say in a, in kind of a really cheery end to this, I would say be excited. I mean, if you're someone who is listening to this podcast, you're at least conscious enough of your business decisions and your lumber purchasing or buying strategy or wherever it is that you know anything like this could give your business an extra leg up right not not every business is always focused on a materials market. you know any attention you can give to it is is an asset of your business. The extra focus and attention is a good thing, and you can absolutely use it to the strength of your business so I would say you know keep doing what we do well and and be excited.
1: Excellent. That sounds like fantastic advice for our listeners. And I think with that we will wrap up our episode for this week but Justin and Ken, thank you so much as always for your continued expertise and enthusiasm. As always, I've enjoyed our time together. I'll be a brief, but I will look forward to the next installment of The Lumber Connection.
2: Thanks Molly.
0: Thanks Molly. This has been a Lumber Connection podcast by SBCA. If you have a question you'd like a guest to answer on a future podcast, send it to podcast at sbcacomponents.com.